I was struck by a series of news stories one night last week, a recognition of something that left me shaking my head in wonder at so many issues that are self-made. Here in the U.S., we love the idea of the self-made man or woman. It's the embodiment of the rugged maverick carving out his or her route despite all obstacles and naysayers to the contrary. The romantic notion of going it alone is one that has captivated us in countless stories and movies forever, an emblematic signature of individualism and self-sufficiency. Who can forget such heroes as Will Kane in the movie High Noon, single-handedly facing a gang of outlaws? Or more currently, James Bond, facing army after army of evil, essentially by himself. We love the protagonist who creates his or her own fate, despite apparent reality. Our penchant for self-determination occurred to me earlier this week as I considered several news headlines, all in one evening, which focused upon circumstances of our own making. Consider, if you will. Number one. The number of COVID deaths in the United States surpassed 700,000. It's an incomprehensible number, made more dramatic in the context of enormous political influence. COVID-19 is a killer virus, to be sure, but by itself did not possess the capacity to kill so many U.S. citizens, especially given the speed and strength of the nation's response. No, it needed its own booster, in the form of a self-serving president who put his own image and personal desires ahead of the health of the nation. He added to the ravages of the virus by disparaging the use of masks and threatening leaders of his own political party who did not embrace his non-science posture. Subsequently, an enormous large portion of our population dismissed the seriousness of the virus. Many paid the ultimate price for going their own way in a showdown with the virus. A number of victims that could have been far fewer, but for their ill-advised choice to ignore mainstream science. Yes, sometimes mainstream is a good thing, even for contrarians. Number two, a new oil spill offshore from Huntington Beach, California, was reported to have leaked at least 126,000 gallons of crude oil from a pipeline serving one of the 40 drilling rigs working in the area. The spill has fouled the pristine Orange County beaches, killed fish and bird wildlife, and will economically impact Southern California unnecessarily so. Despite the safety assurances and regulatory opposition from oil companies, we know at least one certainty with regard to oil. If you drill, you will spill. We have experienced that truth around the country for decades as oil companies continue to tout their fail-safe technologies, which do fail and are not perfectly safe. This insatiable need to drill for oil is occurring even as automobile companies are transitioning their vehicles to electric power 
and the move toward renewable energy is exploding. We know the result of drilling for oil, but we continue to go our own way to choose paying the high price of environmental spoilage in order to feed our oily needs. Number three, a school shooting in Arlington, Texas this week was the fifth shooting episode in this week alone. Since school resumed across the country in August, there have been 14 school shootings reported. More than 14,000 victims of gunfire have died in 2021 so far. It's a number that is nearly as unbelievable as the COVID-19 death toll, but made even worse because nearly every one of those deaths was the result of a choice that someone made, a decision to destroy a life in favor of whatever petty grievance the shooter may have imagined. As incredible as the number is, in a very real sense, there should be no surprise in the daily growing death count. We are a nation of guns, of comparatively unrestricted weaponry, with few regulations, and anchored in place by a gun lobby that sees no virtue in change. We choose to go our own way with respect to guns, and the result speaks for itself, sadly. Number four, the U.S. Congress stepped back from the brink of debt default this week within hours of an economic collapse. We have faced these impasses before, but always with the belief in the back of our minds that the two political parties would find a way to come together in avoiding the disaster. This year, we were not so sure. The dysfunction of our government is deep and deepening. There is no room for disagreement or alternate points of view on nearly any issue. A member of Congress has either sold his or her soul to the party or is deemed a demon. Past members of Congress have always stretched the truth to fit their own narratives, but the current cohort lies openly and without impunity, a reality recognized and accepted by constituents of both parties. It's a phenomenon that mimes the transition of Germany to the Nazi party, where all leadership failed. But we have chosen to split ourselves in this way, choosing demands for our own points of view over collaborative democratic process. The unraveling is of our own making, of our own choice. If all the news I've cited here is doomsday depressing, it need not be. All that is referenced here is the result of choices we have made. And in the United States, we like the idea of bucking the tide. We could still choose to create different outcomes on all of these issues. It's simply a matter of that rugged individualism we all admire.